Welcome to the Snap UK podcast, your one-stop shop for all the news, views and opinions you need on the NFL. I am Griff, and for one night only, I am the Commissioner. Of course. This week's show is our yearly fave, the Snap UK Draft Day. Each of my co-hosts, John, Jim, Gary and Paul, have been handed control of a number of franchises for the day and they will simulate the first round of the draft ahead of Thursday night's real thing. Will we see the next Jamar Chase selected or is it possible that Paul takes a swing at the next Will Greer? Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Let me properly introduce tonight's GMs. Gentlemen, please state your name and the teams for your picks with tonight's charade. Starting with you, John. Hi, I'm John. Uh, I'm, 38. I'm 38. Living with his parents. Uh, no cats. I'm at least not the second biggest cunt here. <laughs> um, uh, I have the Jags at one, the Giants at five and seven, Seahawks at nine, the Saints at 17 and 19, the Cowboys at 24, and the Bucks at 27. Okay, uh, next up. Uh, yeah, so hi, I'm Gary. Um, Lions, I have the Lions. With the second and 32nd pick. The Vikings with the 12th pick. The Chargers with the 17th pick. The Patriots, boo, with the 21st pick. They're going to pick something shit. Uh, the Bills, <laughs> 25th. Um, the Chiefs that have the 29th and 30th picks. Oh, no, it's me next, is it? Oh. All right. <coughs> I'm Jim. Uh, I've got the Texans with the third and 13th pick, the Falcons with the eighth pick, the Commanders with the 11th pick, the Eagles with the 15th and 18th pick, the Packers with the 22nd and 28th pick. I've also got non-first-round teams in the Broncos and Raiders, which aren't going to be doing anything. Yeah, I, I was going to mention those once you'd all finished, but that's fine. Okay, and then my name's Paul. I'm a bald man. <laughs> but um, not single. This is not Grinder. Oh, right, okay. Well, I've been clearly misled from the start. I've got the New York Jets at 4 and 10. I've got the Panthers at 6. I have the Ravens at 14. The Steelers at 20. The Cardinals at 23. The Tetons at 26. And the Bengals at 31. I also have the Browns, who will not be picking. Not unusual for you to have the Browns, though, is it? Your washing budget pretty massive, I should imagine. Um, <coughs> okay. I also have the Niners. You do have the Niners. Now, uh, we have had a couple of trades already made ahead of tonight's draft. So I'm going to announce them in advance. And then as we get to the picks, we'll know why we're there. First trade is, as Paul has, has mentioned, the Niners, who coming into tonight's draft in the real world do not have... Uh, a first round pick but the uh, unhappy and seemingly disenfranchised Debo Samuel has been traded for the 11th pick to the Washington Commanders uh, who sacrificed the 11th overall selection to the 49ers who assumedly will be looking for a great wide receiver to replace a great wide receiver there's been some consternation at the table about this trade but Debo's unhappy the Niners have no salary cap space because they've still got Jimmy G and so, for me, today in Fantasyland, this one flies. Uh, also, uh, wrong, but, yeah. <laughs> also, now, can you tell who else offered me a trade? <laughs> My point is, <laughs> Tyreek Hill, who isn't even a wide back, 
Um, didn't didn't command much, and he's getting towards the end of his career. Debo's young, a wide back. He doesn't want to be a wide back though. Apparently. Well, last year it was all about being a wide. Well, back. No, I agree with you, but apparently he wants to be a classic paid. Wide that's what he receiver. wants. He wants to be paid. It's all yes, bullshit. This is true. Well, we did have a second uh, trade made. So the Texans are sacrificing the 13th overall pick, their second selection in tonight's draft, uh, for a number of com- uh, picks in compensation, uh, including moving down to 29, uh, and then some second and third round selections as second well. Second and fourth. Sorry, round. second and fourth round selections. Uh, Gary's Chiefs move up to 13 overall. Which I think is excellent business. It, it was a very fair trade. It really was. It was very amicable, less dissension on that particular I, matter. I was driving at the time and told Jim <laughs> to just like make something up that was fair. Obviously, on the calculator. You, you pulled over and sensibly. Uh, no, you, Siri. Like, oh, okay. like a modern man. Oh, I've heard about those people. They use their old uh, manscapers and everything. Uh, anyway, uh, the trades are open should anybody wish to slide one in during this uh, poll. Seriously. <laughs> during this particular draft. Well, you're just sliding one out. I'll uh, quickly stipulate... That's not unfair. <laughs> <laughs> a handful of rules. Uh, again, consternation abound, but we're saying no more than 90 seconds per pick. Although, this will be probably flexible as there'll be, a lot, there'll be a lot of waffling and somebody hasn't done their prep. Uh, all trades must be approved by me, especially if you're inter-trading between your own teams. Don't like to see that too much, too much intermingling. Not good for anyone. Uh, picks must be submitted in writing with the correct college and position named. Now, you'll notice on your slips of paper, I forgot to write down position to try and be sensible with it. I don't want, I don't want players playing at, you know, wing back from University of Bedford because it's not happening. And we've also had some very rude names in the past, Paul. Again. If you want perfection, you've come to the wrong place, mister. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Great, I see we're off and running. <laughs> okay, with that in mind, it's time for the commissioner to take the stage. And uh, announce that the 2022 NFL draft is open. John is on the clock. And I've got my first pick ready to go. That's what I like, organised. He hasn't even hit the button for the, for the clock. So... With the first selection in the 2022 Snap UK NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> select Ikeem Ikwonu from Steve's Sweethearts. Brilliant. Steve's Sweets High. It oh, Steve's uh, Sweets High. Yeah. Um, it's just in honour of um, our friend Steve who stole all the sweets for tonight. <laughs> he really did. Uh, this is offensive tackle first off the board. Yeah, from uh, NC State. NC State. You've got to... Uh, You've got to be thinking about the future as a Jazz. You've got to be building a line. This is always important for all franchises. And we, we've already ascertained in the run-up to the draft tonight that uh, lines, linemen in this class are going to go high, uh, both rushing and, and keeping the quarterback upright. Do you know what? I was actually watching an article about um, who the Jags have signed this offseason with Doug Marone going in there. And it's actually quite impressive, some of the people they've picked yeah. up. And if they can build some protection for Trevor Lawrence, it could be a hell of a season next year. Bounce back wise, yeah, Mr. Jags though. <laughs> I'm just true. saying. I'm just saying. No, they, I, I, they, I agree built, with you. They built well from last year. They've done really well, but it's the Jags. Well, you know, they often end up with the first overall pick. So should we move to the next second? We should. Captain Smugwash is on the clock. <laughs> the timer has been started. The, the, the timer has been started. John didn't bother for himself because he knew what he was yeah. doing. We're looking at the least prepared man in the room now. Uh, 
Gary drafting for the Lions. Is he confident in his second overall selection? Uh, there's a lot of head shaking going on. <laughs> Always brilliant for a podcast. I, I think so. Well, I've got a minute, so I just wanted to see how well you were going to pad. Oh, I can pad if you like. But, so uh, the Lions, no, the Lions needed everything. So you'd struggle to go far wrong in this. We're confident, I think, that Jared Goff is going to be the starter next season, unless you go wild card on us. But any any of the quarterbacks that you might take in this first round are are going to benefit from a year sitting. Well, being as John is just cheating and looking <laughs> over my shoulder, um, the pick is in. The second pick in the 2022 NFL draft. Seriously, position doggy style. <laughs> uh, for Michigan, Aiden Hutchins. He's uh, Hutchinson, off the board. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Hutchinson. That is not what you've written here. You'll also tell I'm woefully underprepared and went to work at four o'clock this morning. Um, yeah, I mean, this is case of best player on the board for the Lions, surely. Well, I think you know the edge rush is, is really important for them. And I... Uh, it was difficult. I nearly went with uh, Thibodeau, um, but oh, did I say that wrong, Jim? Well, no, I was thinking of you. Thibodeau, Thibodeau. I'm going with Thibodeau, and because uh, <laughs> uh, why not? And, um, Absolutely. You know, I'm saying Thibodeaux. Nice Thibodeaux. That sounds a bit dodgy. Thibodeau. Um, <laughs> look, there's not a lot between you know between those two. You know, Trayvon Walker. You could pick any. I just think Hutchinson is going to be the machine they need that will really kind of start to make a difference. Jim is on the clock. Well, now, uh, we, uh, here we go. This is uh, the countdown is on. We're looking at Jim, who's the draft expert, and submitted us uh, a list of masses of names for us to pick through. And then was dumbfounded to find that John had submitted us an even bigger list of names for us to work our way through. If we need all 459 names that you've submitted, I'll be very upset. <laughs> just yeah, for Paul. It's mainly just for Paul to see if he can find some funny names to take on board. There oh, are some funny names. The pick is in. There we go. And with the third pick of the uh, Snap UK podcast NFL Draft 2022, the Texans from Alabama select Evan Neal. Yep. Uh, again, case of best player on the board, I feel. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's between him and uh, and the defensive edge player, Trevor Walker. But I felt if you're going to play Davis Mills at quarterback, you've got to give him all the protection you need and all the weapons around him that he could possibly It's need. fair to say that Mills was the second best rookie quarterback in the yeah. league last year behind Mac Jones, who had the advantage of playing for the Patriots. But you must keep them upright. It's an absolute... Yeah, must offensive line has been a mess of Texans for years, and they've got now with Nil. They'd have him on one side, Larry Townsend on another. That's bookend tackles to protect whoever's playing quarterback over the next five years. And they need that because their only major off-season acquisition has been the re-signing of Brandon Cooks. So, forfeit inches is on the clock. Manfully, skillfully working all of his jobs that he's got to do. Paul, I believe. The selection is yours. Yeah, so I'm picking uh, number four for the New York Jets. And they're a very interesting team because uh, I think a little bit, like we said with the Jags, the, the Jets haven't done bad business Yeah, in the offseason. They've actually been remarkably un-Jet-like. Yeah, let's wait and see how it pans out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've also they've got good draft capital here. So the selection I've made for number four is also, bear in mind, I've still got a very high draft pick at number 10. Well, that is true. So the pick is in. Thank you. I do love the fact we're doing this all on little bits of paper. It really makes life easy. Why you couldn't just WhatsApp it to me, I didn't really know. But there you go. We did WhatsApp for the last <coughs> two years. 
We, we couldn't sit together the last few years. Yeah. The number four pick in the NFL draft for the Snap UK podcast, the New York Jets select from the hunchback of Notre Dame, Kyle Hamilton. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's high for a safety, but no harm particularly, I suppose, in, uh, in bolstering a, a defence that really needs to prop up a lame offence. So we get the prediction against where they are on the draft board? Yeah. Where they're likely to land? Yeah. Where is it? Number four. Yeah. So I've picked exactly where it's meant to be. I just thought... <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we're waiting for that to change. So I went with what I thought was the best player. That's, that's a team that defensively needed a replacement for Jamal Adams that never really happened. And I think that's spot on. He's, he, the he's comfortably the best safety on the board. He's also been ranked in or at the top of many drafts overall when they're ranking all positions together. So there's nothing wrong with the selection at all. It's whether or not the Jets can make it work. And Some people have said he's the best player in the draft, haven't they? Yeah. A lot of people. I mean, he's been consensus best player in, from, in from the draft. From the research I've yeah. done, you know, like pure talent-wise. From the research I've done, which was listening to Jim, <laughs> Jim at one point said he was the best player in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. I think also you've got him going into a defensive... <laughs> A, a team with a defensive head coach. Mm-hmm. So I think, and also Jim said he's really good. <laughs> We're all relying on Jim here, I feel. If he turns out to be a bust, then I might just quit. Yeah. Well, can you quit a thing you don't get paid for? I could stop coming. <laughs> you should have tried that, you'd have less kids. <laughs> <laughs> John is on the clock. I'm here all week. <laughs> Uh, so I have the fifth pick with the New York Giants, and it's, it is in. Thank you, John. The pick is in, uh, and with the fifth pick in the Snap UK NFL draft, the New York Giants select from Mississippi, Charles Cross. Very nice, John. I like this one. Uh, another O-lineman off the board. That's three in the top five picks. Uh, and again, this is a last throw of the dice to keep Daniel Jones upright and being evaluated, I guess. It's also to, if, um, basically, uh, I would have liked... Uh, Ikum uh, Ekwonu, so it's my own fault for picking him before. But, <laughs> but I think um, we've got we've got um, Thomas. We need to bolster, bolster the, the defensive line if we want Saquon to ever appear to be half the player. He oh, was. I'd even forgotten he was there to be honest. So it's not just Jones; it's it's Saquon. He has uh, come out this week, Saquon, hasn't he, and said that he really feels the need to repay the the, the faith the Giants have shown in him. I just and don't the salary they've paid him. I just I, is anyone convinced he's going to be able to reproduce anywhere no, near his best? Are done. It feels like Todd Gurley. Just, yeah, it feels like there's a great player in. It there. Feels like so many running backs. Yeah. What's the average lifespan of a running back? Like four or five years? Three years, really. Um, four foot inches is on three the clock. Years. No, it feels like Thomas Rawls didn't get good to this fourth year. Oh, yeah, <laughs> injury history is like one of the most. One of the things you can you can probably rely on most to get when you're picking in the draft in terms of players who are injured in college are likely to be injured in the NFL. Sam Bradford, classic example. And I just feel when you've got a player with that much injury history, you've got to expect that they're going to be, carry on being injured consistently. It seems to be the way. There's not much chance to rest in the NFL. So, Paul, the clock is ticking. We're down to a minute four. Uh, the Panthers are on the board. Let's see... Whether Will Greer is your first quarterback off the board <laughs> again. <laughs> and who did I draft him for? I believe it was the Panthers. Was it, was it the Panthers or the Saints? No, it was no, the Panthers. It was the Panthers. And I'm guessing that means 
I think I know where this is going. Can he pick it? Yes, he can. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Hey. Yeah, because I, I, on the way here, said to Jim, the first quarterback off the board will be Paul at number six with Kenny Pickett because he wants to make the joke. <laughs> but no, <laughs> out of liberty, the sixth overall pick, Malik Willis for the Panthers. And if you're going to go, you might as well swing for the guy with the biggest potential. And the biggest hands. <laughs> but that's, this is the way I saw it. This is, I saw it a little bit like um, Lamar going to the Ravens. This is just, all right, he's not Lamar Jackson. I suppose... Mar Jackson went at 32, didn't he? Yep. So this is the opportunity for them to do something different, and they need something different. And almost you've got... John That's how we do is on the floor. <laughs> Apologies. John is smooth what? over there. What on earth just happened? So they need to do something different in Carolina, right? And I just feel you've also got the opportunity... You could have him sit behind Arnold for a year and just go, Hey, Sam, what's everything you're doing right now? Cool, I'm not going to do that. I think we've discussed before, basically all of the, well, there's 10 quarterbacks on the draft board ahead of me, but let's say all of the, the potential quarterbacks that could be chosen in this draft will benefit from at least one year sitting. There is no out and out. There's no Trevor Lawrence. No. There's no Matt Jones, no. even. There just isn't in this in Because this Trevor Lawrence turned out to be so NFL ready. Yeah, but they believed he was ready. No one is. believes these guys are ready. Because they're not. It's a it's a poor from the off quarterback class. But there's four or five, or maybe even six, if you're prepared to stretch to say Carson Strong's a good quarterback who can't move. No. Quarterbacks not in prepared to stretch that. No, uh, it's a shame because if he had knees, <laughs> he'd be in the top three comfortably because the arm is good uh, and the mind is good, but the body is not willing. And we all know how that feels at our age, right? <laughs> so, uh, Joe. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, number seven for the New York Giants. And the Giants are selected out of LSU. Derek Stingley Jr. at cornerback. Yes. Uh, going defense with your second pick here for the Giants. Hashtag build back better. Yes. One second. Jim is on the clock. Jim, you're on the clock. Uh, um, so, yeah, we need to replace Scout Bradbury, who looks like he's going to leave, and he's probably our best player. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, and he... James Bradbury. What did I say? Garrett, Garrett Bradbury. Sorry, James Bradbury. And um, this guy looks an absolute star and actually would fit the scheme of our new um, uh, defensive coordinator, which would be the exact opposite of what we've done for the last, <laughs> well, the Gettleman years, we'll call them. The uh, This is the Giants' best chance of actually getting really good results early out of some players. We know cornerbacks tend to struggle uh, in their first year, but he shouldn't be judged on the first year. If he can make some small impact in year one, but build for three or four really good years after that, this is where you're going to be judged because everything on this season for the Giants, for me anyway, is do we have the quarterback? And if you don't, then next year it's pick a quarterback. It's not try and build the defence. So you've got to get that in there while you can. I, I think this is a really good pair of moves you've made. Both to the old line, see if you get anything out of Jones and Saquon and restock the defence. Uh, James, the Falcons, what are they doing with their first overall pick in the NFL draft? At number eight out of USC, first wide receiver off the board, and it is Drake London. I think this is fantasy reflecting reality for me. This is a I great pick. So. Yeah, no, I, I'm denied between uh, London and Garrett Wilson. I went with London because I think he's more... Physical? Yeah, more physical, more more kind of ache into the AJ kind of brown type Yeah, player. so Drake London on one yeah. side and Kyle Pitts on the other side. That, well, that's the other, Some thought, would say that the problem is Marcus yeah. Mariota throwing to them. Well, 
So Garrett Wilson plays a lot in the slot. I wanted an outside receiver to complement uh, to complement Carl Pitts to play in the middle. Also, he's a big-bodied wide receiver, big long arms. If Mariota can't throw it exactly accurately, at least both him and Pitts can reach up. Length is always him. a benefit. Length is always. I a benefit. played a lot in the slot once. That is why I'm divorced. <laughs> um, John. John is on the clock. It's the Seahawks, and there's a lot riding on this for me because they've they've traded away the franchise's best ever player. Fair? Like, no yeah. one's debating that. I think John needed a bigger box for the needs for Seahawks. Didn't he? This he, is true. My point, here, like... my point here being, they've stuck with 79-year-old Pete Carroll. How long do you get to rebuild at that age? Not long, surely. Like, you've just seen off the best player in franchise history. You've got to have an instant impact. They need to be in the playoffs this year. I mean, to be fair, he survived COVID. So they're to, not you know, going to be in the playoffs this year. Anywhere near I think the they need to be. Otherwise, I think the, the franchise is going to look and think, well, so we've made a mistake. you've got the Cardinals mistake. that have got a home Super Bowl to fight for. And a disgruntled quarterback. The Niners and the Rams. The, Rams, the, the, the defending, champions. defending champions. The defending champions and the Niners team without Debo. Playing a guy that might not be ready at quarterback, I wouldn't be so worried about the Niners at the moment. If if the Seahawks get to the playoffs, I'm going to grow hair. <laughs> you can grow you hair. You can grow hair, just in certain places. Oh, the pick is in uh, with the ninth overall selection. The Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> he just wanted me to be able to pronounce Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. Uh, brackets whatever an edge is. Um, Again, this is an attempt, I guess, to rebuild the Legion of Boom somewhat in Seattle. Yeah, I get the feeling that um, the quarterback issue will be resolved in... We suspect uh, Baker, maybe, Baker. or Jimmy G. The, 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 it will be resolved elsewhere. It won't yeah. be in the draft. Free agency, you'll be calling. I just say, Pete Carroll is a very old man. He doesn't have time to bring no. through a new quarterback. He needs someone sort of... Um, Jim feels shelf. that... Drew Locke could actually be the starter. But How much worse is Drew Locke than Baker Mayfield? A lot. Is he? <laughs> I think, yeah. Drew Locke, I would say, is a level below, or two levels below, yeah. but he's consistently two levels below. Baker is either really good or really terrible. Yeah, but I still think on Baker's worst days, he's still like not that much worse than Drew Locke on his best days. I think um, that's probably fair. Because, I we mean, s- we, c- we can, you know, we, I know Baker flattered to deceive with Adele, Jarvis, Landry. I mean, the wideouts at Denver are also pretty decent, and Drew Locks looked shit. So <laughs> um, I, f- I think you just pick the best player on the board for them um, and hope, you know, edge rushers can come in, make instant impacts. I mean, eventually you're going to have to stop paying that safety as the edge rusher as well. Uh, problem is, the problem is Seahawks haven't got enough cap space for Baker at the moment. They've only got 15 that, million. That is a massive issue. Need, I think 18 or 19 Here million. is the sample size for Drew Locke's career. So he's started 21 games so far. He's 8-13 and 13 as the starter with Denver, which is a decent team. And that's a problem because I, I think the Denver team he's leaving is better than the Seahawks team he's coming into. 100%. Oh, yeah. And... So what makes you think he's a viable starter? They I might as well have stuck with Gino for my for my money. I don't think the Seahawks will be gunning for playoffs this year. Either I don't think they're going to get there, but I don't think they're set up to go there. I think they 
not tank. I just think this year's almost like a write-off year. I think next year they'll then probably replace the coach and the, and the general manager. They'll go into the draft with two first-round picks and, you know, hopefully kind of restock and come back. Well, hopefully not. Four for inches is on the clock. Pause on the clock, Ham. Didn't you uh, just say that? Yes, I know, but he can't hear that. <laughs> this is the issue where we don't all wear headphones because, yeah. you know, we oh. don't want to. No, exactly. It's nice having John being producer and uh, chiming in a little bit more this evening. Getting off the fence. So the Jets on the clock at number 10. Paul, for uh, your third selection so far this evening. And I'm not seeing a name on the card. This is uh, an interesting one. That's, that's pick 11. Oh, sorry. Two in a row now. He pick 10. Oh, pick 10 <laughs> is in. So I'm looking at the wrong card. Pick 10 out of Georgia. And amazed to find he's still on the board at this point, if I'm perfectly honest. It's Trayvon Walker. Um, I think... <laughs> that, that, was the, that was the only reason I picked him, because I couldn't believe he was still I on the board. I think, in reality, there isn't a hope in hell that, that, <laughs> that defensive lineman Trayvon Walker from Georgia makes it to number 10. No. He could, yeah, he could be potentially the first pick. Yeah, I mean, and this this is this is always an issue that we get. You, you don't know, but we was, Jim and I were saying on the way here, the last few years, you've been able to pick five of the top 10 picks reasonably comfortably. This year, if you pick two, I think you've done well. Because who knows? It's just a case of best player available. And then that is in the eye of the beholder. Four foot inches is on the clock. Oh, look. Guess who it is again. Hello. <laughs> With the 11th selection. Uh, so, the 49ers trading into the first round, losing their best defensive player, causing some problems at this table, but I taking a selection... I guess he's taken a cornerback. If he has, it wouldn't be the worst thing it to do. It would not be the worst thing to do. Yeah, because the 49ers haven't struggled at cornerback for years, have yeah, they? Exactly. Yeah, it's really nice having two 49ers fans boring holes into me at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, right. But Paul, what, what are you going to do... With um, Matt Cole. <laughs> I don't know. Kenny this, Pickett's still on the board. Yeah. This feels very much like a Zon of a Night type of pick to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just like that Daniel Falale. That's the guy they found in the gym. I just needed just a freak O lineman. In all seriousness, that's who I've picked. With the 11th selection in the Snap UK NFL podcast draft, the 49ers select Sauce Gardner, cornerback out of Cincinnati. Uh, this is exactly what the Niners should do, apart from the fact they'll need to replace Debo in your world. But this is a great pick because it has caused the Niners problems for years, having good but unfit or unworthy old. cornerbacks. Yeah, old cornerbacks. Um, I don't mind it at all. I, I'm, I think you mentioned Trayvon Walker being surprised he's there. I think I'm surprised Source Gardner's still there. He should be. He's a lock in for the top ten. I think. But will he definitely go ahead of Derek Stingley Jr.? I'm not sure he's guaranteed. I think, I think so. he will. Yeah. I'm not sure it's it's guaranteed. A couple of years ago, we had this conversation about Jeff Akuda, and look yeah. what's happened to Jeff Akuda. Well, at the time, you, you can only you can only work with what you've got, and he was predicted to be the top corner. Yeah, he, he was. was. Turns out trash. Source Gardner's never had a touchdown thrown on him in college. Uh, DeAndre Baker hadn't had a touchdown thrown on him for two years. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence hadn't lost a game. It, it, these things are irrelevant once you get up to the well, big I boys. I don't know. I think they're still relevant. Irrelevant. I Irrelevant. I, I guarantee you he concedes a minimum of four touchdowns this season. Oh, yeah, he will obviously <laughs> concede a touchdown this season. Well, but and it's irrelevant. It's still, he's playing at the highest level he can, and he's doing, doing it well. And he's going into a good defence there as well. Yep. Gary is on the clock. So, 
Number 12, it's Gary on the clock with the Vikings. Uh, this is the man who wanted a minimum of two minutes per pick because uh, woefully underprepared as he's, quote, too busy at work this week to sit around with you wankers. <laughs> I mean, it's true. That's more I've, st- I've stopped doing fair. that while we're recording. Yeah. I'm, I'm pleased to hear that. It was really marking the table. <laughs> so, um, the Vikings have got, well, for me a fairly sizable number of needs. Uh, they've got to rebuild the defence. They need a tight end. I mean... There's no tight ends in the first th- round. No, there are no first-round tight ends, but they really do... They, they need one because every quarterback needs a tight end. Kirk Cousins needs to be able to complete intermediate throws to tight ends. I think it's more defence side I'd be going. I think cornerback or defensive tackle. Yeah. Turns out Isaiah's not likely at tight But end. after Sauce Gardner and Derek Stingley Jr. have both gone... There isn't a cornerback worth taking this high. There isn't. No, it'd be a reach for Andrew Booth Jr., but... It's not like Gary to do a reach. I, I've yeah, seen drafts so with Trent McDuffie in the first. Yeah. Well, no, both Booth Jr. and, and McDuffie should go in the first round. But it's not is this high. Quite high. Yeah, I, I think here we're probably looking, I would guess, maybe George Karlaftis, whose name I can't pronounce, uh, off the edge. That would give some more bite to, to what the Vikings are trying to do on defence. Uh, if not, Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, solid D lineman. But as we said before, there are a few outstanding players in this draft. The pick is in at number 12, and there's been a lot of crossing out on this one. <laughs> yeah, well, I did, I did think about taking a cornerback because that is probably their biggest need. And I was going to take Source Gardner um, before Paul with his unrealistic trade moved up. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, 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 not, uh, he's not bitter about this. Okay, um, well, with the 12th overall selection, it's Jermaine Johnson, edge rusher, out of uh, Florida State. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is great. This is I, I think the Vikings do need to add some bite to this because Kirk Cousins, whilst he... You know, he's been a good player. The defence needs to carry the day. And the Vikings the need to keep doing isn't that. The problem, is it? No, it really isn't. They put up plenty of points. They don't throw many interceptions. It's just that to get you over the edge, sometimes you need the edge. I think Johnson on one side and Daniel Hunt on the other side. That's a good pair of pass rushers. Pass rushers. And yeah, the- Gary is on the clock. No, that's fine. They've got to get after some... Well, they've got to get after Aaron Rodgers. It's a big problem. Um, now... He's backed himself into the corner slightly with no preparation and doing a trade, but Gary's also on the clock with the 13th overall selection uh, for the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs, do they do they go for the second wide receiver off the board? Yeah. It, it's In reality, it's likely that's what they need. You, you've got to do something to replace Tyreek Hill, right? Absolutely. You're not relying on Juju Smith. I'd love to see this be uh, Jameson Williams here. Well, let's see. He's, uh, he's writing furiously. Uh, and I believe the selection is in. With the 13th overall selection, the Chiefs choose, out of Ohio State, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver. I think that's a fair shout. Uh, there's not much to choose between the wide receivers in the next three positions up and down. Yeah. So no problem with that at all. Gary, what's you thinking? Well, I think in a lot of the, the mocks, you know, he's going first of the wide receivers. Yeah. You know, a lot of people say he's the best in the class. So um I think the Chiefs have got the draft capital to move up, haven't they? They've got a decent roster. You know, they've got many needs. They, really. they don't really need to, but they've got to replace Tyreek Hill. Otherwise, you know, what is the point of having Patrick Mahomes without anybody to throw to? So, um, you know, you can't just have everybody marking Kelsey either. So, um, for me, really strong. You know, 
fast, you know, it's done really well in college. So, yeah, why wouldn't you take one of the, you know, you, you what's the point of picking 29th and 30th? just a waste of your time isn't it I think it's a great move for the Chiefs to be honest with you I, if they could pull this one off I think they'd be sensible to do so Four and inches is on the clock so that brings me to you Paul uh, with the Ravens on the clock at 14 not often you see the Ravens selecting this highly in the draft uh, usually in the 20s so what are we going for what do we think uh, they've, they've got some needs their first need is to be able to overcome the rest of their own division so <laughs> What are, you, what are you doing to contribute to that? So the pick I'm about to go for is it's based on it's based on O-line. So I wanted to keep Lamar upright. If we've only potentially got him for another year, based on what we were talking about last week, I wanted to keep him upright. And also, the pick is in. Out of Iowa, it's uh, Tyler Linderbaum. Yes. And you think this is a, the best way of protecting your franchise quarterback and maybe keeping him around for the future, showing that you're building for him? That's the best centre in the draft and they weren't playing a centre in their O-line at the back end of last year. <laughs> That's true. They'd had some problems on that O-line. Um, I think it's a great move, to be honest. I, 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 think, I think it's really important for the Ravens to try and demonstrate to Lamar that they want him and for him to feel like he could win the Super Bowl without getting crushed. Uh, with the Ravens I don't think you'll find many better head coaches for him to work for so now with this pick they've got a lot going for them Jim is on the clock selecting uh, 15th overall it's James he's back uh, it's the first of two picks in this first round for the Eagles I can't wait to see who he pairs with uh, Jalen Hurts is he going to try and protect him what is makes gonna, you think it won't be a quarterback gonna, is he going to try and give him some support or is he or literally going to try and replace him <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if one of these picks is to replace him I would be surprised if it was the first of the two though because uh, that's an expensive pick so he goes for the anti Jalen Hurts and goes for Carson Strong no, no mobility <laughs> no is the way forward <laughs> poor Carson Strong the pick is in with the 15th overall selection. Uh, oh, well, here's a name he's already mentioned. The Eagles select out of Alabama, Jameson Williams, wide receiver, uh, basically to replace Jalen Rager, who hasn't worked out, right? Yeah, he's shit. <laughs> was he, like, selected number 15th overall? 24. Yeah, two years ago. 24, yeah. was it? This, uh, is the, this is the third year in a row that the Eagles are going to select, well, based on our mock, that the Eagles are selecting a wide receiver in the first round. Some of them have got a pan out, right? One of well, them is... Devonta Smith's decent. I think you, you pair now James Williams with Devonta Smith. You, look, I don't like Jalen Hurts. I think that's that's well well known within this podcast and our listeners. But you've got to give him another chance. Give him some weapons to throw to. I want to see him go over 3,500 yards passing this year with two good receivers, a good tight end. Later on, you can try and improve the, the, the running back and an offensive line. But Williams coming off of an ACL, but... You know, practicing really well. I think he's a, a stud of a wide receiver and could possibly be you know the rookie of the year if it pans out. Yeah, I mean, all of that is is a sensible move and it, and it makes sense because the Eagles need to get one more evaluation in on their quarterback as well. And I think that's part of the reason they they trade with the Saints to give themselves another pick next year because if Hurts is bad, then they can go into a quarterback heavy draft and, and pick pick a quarterback. Speaking of the Saints. John is <laughs> on the clock. Yes, it, it is you, John. Uh, at number 16 overall, the uh, the Saints select, uh, out of Iowa, Trevor Penning. Yeah, I like this. Uh, I think this is a really good shout, to be fair. Um, tell me what your thinking is. Of all the things that 
um, the Saints have lost this off season. It's Armstead is the main thing, and this guy's a a sort of a smash mouth type of offensive lineman. So yeah, I think uh, yeah, um, I think we uh, this is the guy we uh, that they'll want to just absolutely um uh, give the O line a, a sort of a, a, a bit of a break. The, the Armstead th- loss is massive. We know we have to protect Jameis, right? If we're the Saints, you're going with Jameis. Do you know what? I have no problem with going with Jameis. You look back on his career when he's coached properly, which we've seen more than once, he's putting up 40 touchdowns or 30 touchdowns. And, and yeah, all right, we had the 30, whatever it was, picks. But for the five or six games that he started last season, he threw 11 touchdowns to two picks. They won they five and two. They were five and two under yeah. Jameis when he started. I have he, no he gets problem. Michael Thomas back as well. Give him if, theoretically, supposedly, you know, we, could, so he could overthrow him. Right. <laughs> Let's. It doesn't matter. Michael Thomas only ever goes eight yards. He doesn't need long, but just give him that two seconds to get the ball out. You know. Yeah, I I, I like it. I think Jameis has been tarnished, and certainly by us, but. But by other people with this reputation of turning the ball over, but let's not remember. Let's not forget. Sorry, one of the greatest quarterbacks that we've ever seen. You may not. He's, he maybe isn't in anybody's top ten, but he was a great player to watch. Was Brett Favre, and Brett Favre's turnover ratio was phenomenal because he just kept going after the win. And Jameis, with the right surroundings, is a very similar player. He just is. Said it a lot last season. I think too much is made of, of interceptions. I think if you don't try anything, if you don't take a risk, then you. Then you're not going to throw an interception. Aaron Rodgers is the case in point. Okay, well, that's the first 16 picks done in the draft. Uh, we'll be back with the Chargers at number 17 after this short break. Welcome back from your commissioner. Uh, quickly then, before we move on to the 17th overall selection, let's do a, a recap through. So uh, the number one overall pick was John with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, John, who did you take? Uh, Ikem Ikwonu. Just wanted to hear you say it rather than me say it. Uh, I mean, there's a chance. Uh, offensive line, it's not a glamorous first pick, uh, but they certainly need the help Solid. everywhere. Solid first pick. Solid. We've, uh, we, I think we've discussed outside the podcast that we think it could be one of maybe three or four. Three or four, people. yeah, yeah. But my, my, this is all about protecting the pick you made last year. Um. Having a quick look through uh, who's been selected, where and why. Um, John, you also come up because, according to the, the tra- chart we're using, your 16th overall selection of Trevor Penning is, is rated as having the biggest difference from mock drafts that you know everyone watches and listens to to your actual positional selection, a, a difference of 19 positions. Uh, I think that's massively unfair on Trevor Penning. Are you happy that you selected him ahead of Kenyon Green, Bahad Ryman? Uh, no problems for you because there aren't for me. No, no, I, I, I think he fits the the, the um the, what what the Saints need, and I think uh, what we've probably got is a ranking that's maybe a little sorry? bit out yeah. of date. Oh, a ranking on on another ranking, they have Trevor Penning at twenty. Yeah, so seems fair. Um, four a differential of four. Paul, uh, you took you traded into the first round with the Niners and then took Sauce Gardner at cornerback, solving a, an issue for the 49ers. Is he, in your opinion, the best cornerback in the draft, or will it be Derek Stingley? What do you think? 
I think there's an, too much press coverage around Eric Stingley's injury history, which would make... And also, there's too much... Uh, Gardner's never had an interception thrown on him. Sorry, never had a touchdown thrown on him in his entire college career. Imagine if someone brought that up on here. I, I just think there's a lot of there's a lot more positive press coverage around Gardner than Stingley. So I could see Gardner going first. And while I've got you, you also selected Malik Willis, number six overall, uh, to quarterback the Panthers. Is he sitting a year for you or is he starting straight away? If I was the GM and this was my team, he'd be sitting a year behind Arnold. Just learning the playbook, learning the NFL coming in for a fourth quarter now and again when it's either lost or already won. Just lost them. <laughs> so 17 times. Yeah. And also, Donald hasn't, didn't last the season with him. No, no, no. So PJ Walker's still there. Um, XFL legend, PJ Walker. <laughs> uh, Jim, happy with your haul so far? Yeah, so far so good. Uh, you took two wide receivers, I think. Oh, no, two wide receivers. Straight London, Jameson Williams. Uh, happy that that's the correct order on the actual night? I think they fit the places where they should be, if that makes sense. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, either could go to either place and it'd be fine. I just think Drake London's a better fit of what the Falcons are trying to do on offense. Um, and Jameson Williams, I think, is just a great player. And I think, you know, he's, I think between him and Garrett Wilson is one or two in terms of kind of ranking of, of wide receivers. Uh, and finally, Gary, before we move on, uh, with the Lions at number two, you took Aiden Hutchinson off the edge from Michigan, uh, widely ranked as the best player in the draft. Is this a case of the Lions taking the best available player because they have so many needs? Well, I don't know. I think I think the defence is where you've got to start with that team. I think the, the offence showed some green shoots last year, didn't it? And... I think the defence needs to keep them closer in games. The offence isn't going to score 30 points to win a game, but so I think they take the best defensive player. Sure. Because, like, you know, you don't really like care that much if Jared Goff gets hurt. So <laughs> like, you can find a replacement, is my point. You know. Well, that name so, again is David Blau. But I think you go defensive. Whatever the best defensive player is, you take them. Whoever you think that might be. So they might take Hutchinson, you know... They could take um, Walker. You know, I think they take one of those two players. Okay. Well, while I've got you in conversation, Gary is on the clock. The Los Angeles Chargers are picking at seventeen, and that is you, Gary. So, oh, now he's umming an R in here, and that concerns me because he's only got enough slips of paper for the required amount of selections. Oh, yeah, you have. Yeah, so you're going to reuse one of these. If you've got a spare one, that means somebody has not got one. Because <laughs> I very correctly counted them out uh, before I came here today. So, uh, the, the time pressure is on, even though John has not started the clock. I'd say it's down to about eight seconds. I suspect Paul might be short one, because I traded out the first round. That's very true. Uh, and the selection is in, right at the buzzer there. Uh, with the 17th overall selection in the Snap UK podcast draft out of Clemson, the Los Angeles Chargers select Andrew Booth Jr., cornerback. Uh, happy with this selection? Because you were mulling that hard. Do you know what? I was in two minds. So we know the AFC is absolutely stacked at quarterback now. So whatever help you can get in the AFC teams at what we know is a bit of a dearth position at the moment in cornerback, I think you've got to really consider it. But then I also think that we've, the team's got to protect Justin Herbert for him to be as good mm-hmm. as you yeah. need him to be. So I nearly took an O-lineman, but I'm not sure that there was an O-lineman that totally fitted the need there. 
So that was the reason why I didn't in the end. But I, I was so close, I wrote two slips out. You are correct. <laughs> I saw you uh, debating. And that could be the real situation uh, in the draft room on the night because I think a lot of teams are going to be caught between two or three selections because there are very few outstanding players. Um, I think the, the reason why I made that in the end was Justin Herbert will be Justin Herbert whether he gets another O-lineman or not. But if they have cornerback support, they might win a couple of extra games. That yeah. was my reasoning. Yeah, I think I think that's that's fair. I, I, I like the selection. I think it's a sensible move. Um, it's weird because it's not on their list of needs. Direct no, needs. no, no. Secondary depth, a lot of people would say. But, yeah, he's a good player on the board. Okay. Jim is on the clock. Next up then, uh, Jim, the second of the Eagles selections on the night at 18 overall. Now, this is a real chance to make an impact for the Eagles. Uh, they've already taken a great wide receiver, potentially a great wide receiver. Do they stick with the offense and try and just hurtle some points across the board and hope that Jalen Hurts is the right player? Or is Jim going to sort of butter both sides of his bread here and, and go on the, the defense? I'm, I'm not sure what he's going for, but he's very studiously... Flicking through the pages of his study you, books. You know he's taken a quarterback because that's, that's like, Jalen Hurts. That's not how you spell Carson Strong, Jim. <laughs> now, there is, they there, can't have another Carson. You, <laughs> are, you are forgetting. He could pick special teams. There is that unbelievable punter that could go second round. If the unbelievable punter I gets... hate the Eagles. just don't like Jalen Hurts. He's taken a quarterback, hasn't he? No. He has not taken a quarterback, I can confirm. So with the 18th overall selection... The Eagles select out of Georgia, Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle. You yep. son of a... I think, <laughs> I think this is a really solid pick. I like this one a lot. I think with Fletcher Cox now, what, is he 32? And he's only on a year contract. Yeah, he might, might be, be older, older than that. 34. He's only on a year extension. I think you, you, you draft in his replacement to play alongside him for a year. Devontae Wyatt is dominant in the middle, in the middle of a very good Georgia defence. Um, so I think he'll... Uh, He'll stop the run as well. He's got to play against a good running team in, in the Cowboys t- twice a year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. And I think that, that serves the Eagles well. well. Uh, Fletcher Cox, in case you're interested, is only 31. Yeah, He will be 32. He will be 32 at, at some, some point. point. I expect he'll be 32. It, yeah. Anyway, it's old for a defensive tackle. It is, and it's bad when you're looking at a player born in 1919 saying it's old for an NFL player. Um, we're all feeling a little bit older right now. Um, who is next up on the clock? John it is, is John is on the clock. Uh, it's the Saints. It, it is the Saints with their second selection in the, in the first round. Um, so far, the Saints picked uh, Trevor Penning. Now, I think they, they've got some serious needs still, but for me... It, yeah, well, now this, in reality, could see a, a second quarterback chosen because yeah. they need to develop someone. I like keeping hold of Jameis. I like the fact they've made a solid early decision on what they're doing with Matey that they always allowed to run around and pretend he's quarterback. Yeah, it's an interesting one. If I think if it gets to 19 and they have their choice of all but one quarterback, which I'm not sure will happen, but if they do, that's that's quite an opportunity, isn't it? I'd say so. The only, you know, in reality, Dennis Allen's a defensive-minded uh, coach. He might want a defensive player, but let's see. What has John decided to do? He's he's still scrawling. I'd say the clock is down to about thirty seconds here as well. This is this is oh, the issue. He I know he didn't start it. How, yeah. Yes, how very convenient. how very convenient. The selection is in with the nineteenth overall selection. The uh, oh, okay, the New Orleans select 
<coughs> New Orleans Saints select Chris Olav. Sonova! Who's Olave? Olave, yeah. You, you love the way I can't pronounce any of these names. Uh, out of Ohio. John, uh, what's your thinking here? I think you're not going to get a quarterback who's better than Jameis. I think, why don't you feed Jameis? We're not sure if Michael Thomas is going to come back. This guy makes big plays. Um, as well, in the background, you've also got um, Hill, who can do nothing but just chuck it long. This guy might be able to help <laughs> with that as well. I think... They're um, not going to play Taysom Hill this no, season. No, not, well, he might be playing at tight end. Yeah, yeah, but not under centre. But, you know, you've got Jameis there. So occasionally, you know, <laughs> feeding what he's good at, which is making big plays. Uh, um, if, you give, if you've got a offensive lineman who can replace Armstead, you know, I like this and if they do get Michael Thomas back which looks possible if not probable at the moment then the more coverage you can draw away from him the more effective he will be so yeah nothing wrong with this at all Fourfoot Inches is on the clock He's looking at you Paul uh, furiously scribbling I'm guessing the last two selections have really dented your hopes for this first round Yeah I was going to pick either one of those two players <laughs> for this pick <laughs> I mean, that knackers you because you only knew four names coming into the draft. I so. really don't think we're going to have a very accurate pick draft this year. Uh, no, like we do what we like. Often when we do what we think, it still lands, doesn't it? Yeah, we I, tend to get three or four. But I do think this year we are looking I, I, at it slightly differently than, than uh, potentially the teams. I are. think you could say that about any mock draft from any so-called you, expert. You can this year. It's very this wide open. There are not. There are not many. Uh, mock drafts that coincide with each like other. We said last year you put uh, you put Trevor Lawrence at one, Zach Wilson at two. Most people you had knew that. four quarterbacks yeah. going in the first round. Most people had one or two locked in, and everyone's like, "Yep, that's right." This year, no idea. Um, okay, with the twentieth overall selection, the Pittsburgh Steelers select from Arkansas, or Arkansas as they like to call it, but I prefer Arkansas. Traylon Burks. People up north call it. It is what what people up north call it. Traylon Burks. Uh, Paul, is this a panic pick or do you feel this is something they can genuinely uh, benefit from? Because, wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure this guy is going this high up in the first round in reality. So is this a case of getting one while there's still enough on the board to make a difference? This is a guy who's got fantastic intangibles physically, but there's worries about immaturity. And if there's a team that can deal with an immature receiver, it's Pittsburgh. Nobody likes an immature receiver. But it's this is someone who could probably benefit from a Mike Tomlin. And yeah, this I, is a team I think that that's fair. Has a clear need at wide out. And for me, from the limited research I did, um, that was the best wide out. Three years from now, better or worse than Juju Smith Schuster? At TikTok, probably better. <laughs> <laughs> Gary is on the clock. Now, for me, an interesting one. My team are on the clock early for the New England Patriots for the second year in a row, really. Uh, later no, than last year, to be fair. It, yeah, yeah, later than last year, but not by very much, not by enough. Uh, Gary, you have the New England Patriots. We all know how much you love them. Um, they've got <laughs> a raft of requirements. Uh, cornerback, wide receiver, safety. Linebacker is, for me, the biggest one. Replacing Dante Hightower, I don't know how you do that. Um, so what are you thinking here? It, with the... 21st overall selection in the Snap UK NFL. Uh, there's been a lot of scribbling out going on here as well. That, that's, that's the one from last time. 
Oh, I see. Right, I'm with you. I'm with you. So uh, you've gone for. I can't read your handwriting. I've gone for Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd, cornerback, linebacker. Oh, linebacker. So I can't read your handwriting at all. Uh, yes. Well, I, I think this is a good shout then because linebacker is what they need. Uh, according to the the chart we're working from, not the top rated linebacker, but you're comfortable with this selection. Yeah. Um, he has all the skills you would need. Very athletic. And his leadership is supposed to be extremely good. That and is what we're They think for. that um, he will be a great character fit in in um, the Patriots. He's predicted to go to the Patriots in quite a few mock drafts that I've seen. Yeah, um, it's a definite need. Um, you know, you need wide receiver, but like five wide receivers have gone in the first twenty-one. There isn't picks. there isn't one worth picking there now. This no, highly, but I just think five in the top twenty. That's that's really high. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that actually plays out but um, he's a very talented player you've got the need and it fits you know I'd love to pick you something you don't need just for shits and giggles but <laughs> are you trying to be sensible about this slightly sensible Gary is on the oh Jim is on you the had one job apologies one job uh, right next up on the board then Jim it's you with the first selection for the Packers the Packers have two selections in the in the first round which is massive for a team that doesn't have Devontae Adams however the best five receivers, supposedly, have all gone. So, I mean... They have a number three, a number three overall who's gone there. Yes. Andy Watkins. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, really, to replace the I, best I, wide I receiver... I think again? there will be a wide receiver. When it actually happens, there will be a wide receiver available for the Packers to take. Yeah, I suspect there will be. If there's not, I suspect they'll be looking around the league thinking... Who Please take a quarterback, whoever's got them. Please, <laughs> me. To replace uh, Jordan Love. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, in reality, the Packers should be shopping one of these picks and looking for a number one wide receiver of someone else's team. Rumours are, they're, they're after Darren Waller, the tight end of the Raiders. They Who, wanted him as part of the Devontae Adams right. trade, but you can't trade a player who with another player who's on the franchise tag. And Can you not? No, apparently and Devontae Adams is on the franchise tag. I don't think the Raiders will let Darren Waller go. That would be fool's game to do that. Right, with the 22nd pick overall, the Packers select out of Georgia, Jordan Davis. Oh, Jim, happy with this? Yeah. Defensive do you know, lineman? Do you know what's really angered me about the Packers? Probably for the last three, four, five years. The inability to stop the run. Okay. You can run over the Packers, and the that 49ers have done it so often. And in championship games. In big games. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like, he, it's just it just annoys me that they they never looked at this. They never looked at linebacker, um, and now they've got a six foot six, massive three hundred forty one uh, pound interior defensive lineman who can just stuff the run and also collapse the pocket in front of them as well. Four foot inches is on the right. clock. I'm looking around the table. It's Paul. Uh, Arizona Cardinals are on the board. I would like to just say on this, I did offer. Paul, the chance to make any kind of trade moves with Kyler Murray, and he wouldn't even entertain it. I really? Didn't, I didn't even get a response back from the organisation. Paul, that's, <laughs> Paul, that's, that's mightily disappointing. Well, I, did, I did ask him, like, you know, is there any movement on Kyler? Because what happens if between now and then they, they just can't make no, it work with Kyler? No, I don't think that's an issue. No, I think he's a massive bellend. Well, I, I'm, not sure, <laughs> I'm not sure he's going to be worth the money, but I am sure they're going to pay him. And that's a problem because I think the Cardinals are one of those organisations that can't afford to let a, a really good player walk out the door. They've been in dark places before. 
They don't forget they managed to win a lot of games with Carson Palmer, but you and don't always get that option. Their home Super Bowl year mm. as well. But who are you going to replace him with that means you can win straight away? Very few people. Very few people. You could say the best available quarterback to them if they can't draft one is Jimmy G. And that's not going to happen. And that seems very unlikely. So I, I think in reality they're going to end up paying Kyler. So uh, I feel like we're buying time here. No, Paul is ready. So Paul, with 12 seconds left remaining on the clock, the Arizona Cardinals select. Yes, here's my fella, George Kalaftis out of Purdue. I like this. Uh, happy with your selection or, or panicking again a little bit now, Paul? Um, a little bit panicking because <laughs> I thought they would be... I didn't see the amount of edge rushers going to this point. Um, I had, in my research, I had them going for Jermaine Johnson at this point. Um, but I wanted to pick an edge rusher just because in the last five seasons, J.J. Watts played 16 games in two of them. Yeah, uh, and lost obviously... Chandler Jones as well. Yeah, man. they've lost Chandler Jones. Watts production's obviously falling down a little bit with age. They need to start restocking. I, I like George Kalaftis. I think it's a really good selection. Uh, I'm not sure he'll be on the board this late, if I'm perfectly honest. I, I think in reality, he goes. He's a good player. Yeah, he is. I could see him both going before and also dropping out of the first round entirely. Yeah, well, and this is what we mean about this year's yeah. draft. There are so few consensus I think picks. You're, you're now getting to that range where anyone picked now could do exactly what we've just said. They could even be earlier, they could be right where we're selecting them, or they could be later, much later. Well, with that in mind, John is on the clock. Smooth. Smooth. How annoying oh. must that be for the listeners? Probably very yeah. annoying. That- do you remember, remember that time I used to uh, put the make it like you know, Saints 39, 20, Bengals? Yes. And everyone fucking hated it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I imagine it's less than that, but <laughs> um, not by much. That was annoying for us. Uh, if it helps, I found that hilarious. <laughs> 24th overall pick, the Dallas Cowboys, who are GM'd by John for the evening, select Zion Johnson. Oh, yeah, John. Offensive line, I mean, it's always a need. It's always a need. They've got to replace Zach Martin. Lael Collins. Lael Collins. Lael Collins, yes, correct. Lael Collins. Um, uh, massive move for them because Lael Collins has been a stalwart of right tackle. It's just what, uh, let's see, um, Zion Johnson can help them. They're very proud of their offensive line because you can tell because they pay theirs the most in the league. Um, this gives them some a bit of a break uh, with that uh, and a chance to rebuild, you know, because you've got, uh, as well, you've got, very expensive um, uh, quarterback and running back and you've got to you know so give them, give them some protection give them some room is it fair to say this year they need reasonably big production out of Zeke before they look at moving on yeah I would say so I'd say so uh, I don't know how many years uh, left he's got on his contract but it feels like three I think but you've also got Sue Pollard who's doing really well <laughs> Well, this is what I mean. If Pollard keeps matching or nearly matching Zeke's production, surely at some point they've Just got to... get rid of Zeke. Yeah. yeah. It depends like, what it costs to get rid of him as well, but I agree. One thing I like about Zion Johnson is he, uh, during a senior bowl, senior bowl he, he practices taking snaps at centre, so he could also be a replacement for Travis right. Frederick in the long term. Gary is on the clock. We wouldn't want to miss you pressing that button. So, uh, 25th overall selection, and, and a team that I don't think expected to be selecting so highly, uh, the Bills. Uh, Gary, you're GMing the Bills for this evening. 
He's uh, writing furiously, which normally means I can't read it. Um, not a lot of needs, really, on the Bills for me. I mean, we've, we've listed some, cornerback, cornerback running back. The one. But I only realised about 30 seconds ago that I was on the clock. Brilliant. That was the issue. Okay. I had to, I had to look at Jim in desperation and go, am I on the clock? Because <laughs> I can't hear the buzzers. No, well, no, so, that's um, true. Uh, but yeah, so the, the the Bills, you could take this Bills squad into next season without a single pick out of the draft, and they'd still be in the top six teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're still one of the best six teams yeah. without selecting anyone. So you can't really go far wrong from this. Uh Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington for the Bills at number 25. Uh, I mean, on our board, at least, he's the best cornerback remaining. So you can't really fault this selection. It, it is something they do need to improve on in, in their in their secondary. I, um, I think he's a good player. I really nearly took a running back. Um. Yeah. I mean, we haven't had a running back go yet. Uh, we've got Kenneth Walker III, and Brees Hall at, as our top two running backs. I'm not sure a running back goes in the first round this year in reality. I'm not sure either, and that's why I didn't take him. I, was, I nearly took Brees Hall, but I decided it just wasn't the right. For me, he's the best one. But yeah. it's there is there's some mock drafts because it is their biggest need that they you know like just get who you want out of the draft yeah. because is he going to be there come the second round for the Bills? Probably not. No, probably not. So. He, they may well go for that option to make sure they get the player they want. But I think it's between those two positions for them. Four for inches is on the clock. All right, well. Paul's on the clock. It's, yeah, it's, it's, our, it's our favourite team. It's the Tetons. Um, now, this hasn't had a mention. I'm going to give it a little mention just on, because man. I can. But at some point, and it won't be, but... They do need to pick someone to replace Tannehill yeah. while Tannehill can still play and mentor a quarterback because I think he would be an extremely good mentor for a quarterback. I think he's sort of seen all sides of this. He's had extreme success. He's had wretched failure. He's worked with lots of different people and players. Teammates love him. He's been around the league for, what did we work out? This is his 11th season now. And I feel, I, like I say, I don't think this is going to happen because I think it's, too early, but I, there's not been much talk at all about the Titans picking a successor, and yet we know there's been some rumblings about the discourse and not happy with some of his postseason performances. So surely there's a tipping point coming for the Tetons. I don't think Paul's about to hand me a quarterback, but for me, it's something I wanted to highlight. Anyway, Paul, with the 20, 26 overall selections, the Tetons select. Yeah, from the midnight train to Georgia, uh, Nicobe Dean. Yeah, so having a look at the the research I've done around linebacker, this is I just that's a strong defense. I wanted them. To, I wanted to build on it. Nicobe Dean at Georgia has been playing really well with a strong D line with defensive tackles, and yep. you could see what um, Tennessee are good at within the Bengals game in the playoffs. That's. A linebacker who could absolutely destroy with the great D line that they have. Yeah, considering the defensive nature of the coaching at Tennessee as well, they could make great use out of Nicobe Dean. Now, again, this is a player that if he if he drops this far in reality, I think they should snatch him up. Uh, whether he will or not, and we we keep saying this, some of these players have got to drop. But I think we've had a run on wide receivers quite early and maybe cornerbacks quite early. There's a good chance Nicobe Dean goes higher than than I don't know half of our draft board because. 
he can be an impact player immediately, whereas a lot of these cornerbacks take a year or two to come to fruition. Uh, next up, then. John is on the He's, clock. He's uh, rifling through his information He's here at the moment. It's, it's, it's the Tampa Bay Bucks, disappointed to be selecting as high as 27th overall. Uh and there's a lot of mulling going. He hasn't started the clock again, by the way. It's a thing he does. Bought himself a thing, bit of extra yeah, time. Yeah, see, now. I'm going to knock 20 seconds off this clock here. <laughs> so he's down to a minute, fi- uh, a minute five. Um, so looking back over what we've just seen, Kobe Dean, Trent McDuffie, Zion Johnson. <sighs> the, how many of these players in that say, our last five picks, George Kalafis and Jordan Davis, how many of those five do we think are definitely going in the first round? Three. You want to name them? Davis, Zion Johnson, and McDuffie. You don't think a Kobe Dean goes in the first round? Oh, I think he could. See, I, I, I think I was going to say four. Out of those five, I think Dean and Kalaftis are the most, for me, the most likely to drop out of the first round. Yeah, some people have McDuffie going before Booth Jr. Yeah. So I think, you know. But I think the need at cornerback is greater as well. And I think finding good cornerbacks problem all around the league yeah. well the thing now that the wide receiver market is being reset you've got to find yeah. cornerbacks who can defend <laughs> against them but uh, this is the issue we're going to have all evening is there's probably 12 players here that in reality could slip into the second round yeah. or below uh, the number 27 pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Snap UK draft oh. select <laughs> Boye Marte tell me I'm pronouncing it wrong Marfe Marfe Oh, there you go. I'm pronouncing it wrong. Uh, this is this is our yearly thing where we find out Mike doesn't know how to pronounce any of the NFL names. Um, yeah, I mean, defensive line. The Bucks defense has been great. Uh, is this an attempt at replacing Sue? Yeah, effectively. Uh, it's to go along with um, uh, Vita Vea. Yeah, uh, and this is this is the thing. Like, say his full name, you coward. <laughs> Mr. Vita Vea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. They've still retained most of their weapons on offense. So defense is a sensible place to start, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, considering where they were two months ago when you're like, oh, no, you know, they, they, need, they need a quarterback. Uh, and then you're like, oh, well, will the other players stay? You know, suddenly, you know, it's not their case anymore. So why not just... Um, beef the line, make it, um, you know. It's a dominating force. Yeah. This guy slides straight in. I, I don't have a problem with this selection at all, considering who's left. Uh, it's interesting to note that they haven't confirmed Gronk's return yet. Somebody pointed out that uh, he just doesn't want to do any of the preseason. Well, Too busy yeah. partying. Jim is on the clock. So, uh, now. is that you done? Was I'm that done. your final selection? Well, you can have a rest now and sit back as we watch... Uh, it's me, Jim. The Packers. Yep, we going going through here with the Packers. See if you can find anything to keep Aaron Rodgers happy. It, yeah. The best bit about this is it's not just Jim with the Packers, but the following selection is Jim with the Texans. I know, I know. At a dross. <laughs> <laughs> so you think about it, when have the Packers ever drafted to make Aaron Rodgers happy? That's not what they do. No, it doesn't seem to be. They lit a fire under him with Jordan Love. I seem to remember. It's not what he wanted. Uh, with the. 28th selection in the draft out of North Dakota State. It's Christian Watson, wide receiver, talking about making Aaron Rodgers happy. Now, that's our sixth wide receiver off the board. 
that would be a lot. I mean, it is a strong position. As as position groups go, it's probably the strongest one in the draft. He, this is my draft crush. I watched lots of video on him today. He's brilliant. He's like a big, tall Debo Samuel. A big, tall Debo Samuel yeah. is your crush. Yeah. Excellent stuff. You actually look slightly worryingly excited. He, look, he looks like a yeah. proud parent, doesn't he? You've gone red in the face. No. You, no. Have, no. you have. What are we doing with these videos? It's really fun to watch. Okay. Uh, sounds, sounds it. And would add immediate impact, you think, to yeah, a struggling Packers receiving call? I think you look at the the offense that Matt Lafleur runs. It is similar to what uh, Shanahan tries to do or does in, in in San Francisco. So then they get a receiver who can both run the ball after the catch, but also high point it and fifty fifty calls. I think he, he's perfect for the Packers. Great shout! Can't fault that at all. Jim is back on the clock. Jim now is on the clock. <laughs> Well, as we said earlier, you can't go far wrong with the Texans. A bit like the Lions. They need everything. So, you're looking around and thinking, who are the best players left on the board that we've heard nothing about? We haven't seen, uh, I don't know, Kyler Gordon go yet. Uh, the second best safety, Daxon Hill's still there. They just need so much. I don't think I don't think any of the remaining wide receivers are likely to improve them. Bear in mind, they've got oh, Brandon Cooks. Uh, Johan Dotson. Yeah, is he a first round wide receiver? I suppose if you're claiming Christian Moore, uh, Watson is, then I suppose it's possible. Uh, we haven't seen running back yet. What what have they got at running back on that Texans roster? I'm not taking a running back. They've got loads of dross. Yeah. Um, well, I'm only thinking you've got to help um, the quarterback. The, the, the second year quarterback is going to need a running game. So Kenneth Walker and Brees Hill will be. Uh, an update, uh, an upgrade. Sorry for me on what they've got. Obviously, uh, Jim's not having it, but <laughs> the, for me, they are the first team in reality that may take a running back because they've got to make an impact. You can't have it all on Davis Mills and Brandon Cooks. Can't do. And you know, they Jim drafted for the O line earlier with uh, Evan Neal, so you could you could really make an impact with with a rookie O lineman and a rookie running back. Anyway, he's scribbling furiously. This is what we like to see. Several of our... Uh, we, the, the final three picks are Gary, Paul, Gary, and both of them are furiously cycling through their phones, hoping to find a steal in the draft. Right. With the 29th selection, the Texans select Lewis Sign. Scene. Scene. Every time. Safety. I, I did say we could get another safety off the board here. Uh, straight out of Georgia. Building for the defence because they have nothing? Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, Didn't they lose Justin Reed? Yeah, they lost Justin Reed yep. uh, in, in free agency. It could have gone Daxon Hill or Lewis Seen here. Lewis Seen, for me, is kind of jumping up those draft boards quite a lot recently. Quite versatile. Is he yeah. a Lovey Smith guy? Yeah, I think so. It's a really big hard hitter. He plays really uh, with a lot of physicality. Um, again, he plays on that Georgia team and we were saying on the on the way here, there's probably about six or seven yeah. Georgia defenders that could yeah. go in the, in the first round. He's definitely one of them. Um, he's a winner, and I think the Texans need that mentality. <laughs> they certainly do. I'm done now, by the way. Gary is on the clock. Well, you know who's not done? It's Gary, who's uh, still got two selections left. So the Chiefs, oh, he's quick off the board with the 30th overall selection. It is that other safety, Daxton Hill, joining the Chiefs. Give me a reason. Well, I think they, they like a very attacking, hit-and-run kind of you know, defence, don't they, the Chiefs? Yeah, Quite certainly. an explosive defence. You think of players like Sorensen, you know, the way Matthew's gone. Sorensen, who, by the way, needs replacing. 
Because yeah. he had about six good games last year. Matthew's gone yeah. as well. Yeah. So when you look at those kind of dynamic playmakers in the backfield for um, the Chiefs, it's just not there. So we've added for the offence to replace Tyreek Hill, and it feels like to keep them where they were, which is all the Chiefs need to do, is keep their franchise replacing with yeah, rolling talent yeah. from what they lose for cost. You know, for me, it's the perfect pick. Um, I was just waiting to see if Jim was going to take him in this. Well, Teron Matthew hasn't signed anywhere else yet, has he? No, he hasn't. Because he wants to go back to the Chiefs. Well, but it's whether or not they want to pay him. He's going to have to take a bit of a pay cut. Interesting, I was looking they at did, They did sign a replacement, didn't they? Yeah, they, signed, Matthew, they signed Justin Reed. And then, yeah, they and signed, then Matthew yeah. came out and said, I'd have just taken that deal if they'd yeah. offered it to me. Perhaps they're just done with him. Perhaps they think it, he's too it, old. It I seems that way. did see an interesting player... Uh, Pro comparison for Daxon Hill, which is Eric Berry, obviously the famous Chiefs. Jesus, that's, as well. that's some hype to live up to. Yeah. Um, inches is on the clock. The clock is ticking, Paul. Uh, the Bengals, who... I mean, when was the last time we saw the Bengals pick at 31 based on merit <laughs> in the first round? Ever? Ever? Anyone? Well, they have. At some point in life, surely. Uh, well, they've they went to, to Super Bowls. They before. went to one Super Bowl before, but I don't. Well, know. Yeah, they've been to two. Yeah, they lost to the Forty Nine ers twice. Oh, okay. But back in those days, there weren't thirty-two teams. Ah, good point. So this is where I was going with that. Well, if there's less than that, then they probably have picked a thirty-one. <laughs> we shall see. Not in the first round. Um, so, but again, the Bengals. <sighs> Now, let's be honest. If you took the Bengals team that they already have on paper, a bit like we said with the Bills, it's virtually the same team. Like, I think you're a cornerback here. Yeah, but uh, what have you the got? They Super Bowl with terrible cornerbacks. They did go to the Super Bowl with they terrible cornerbacks. But in our draft, what's left in the first round worth taking? Oh, yeah, Elam. So I'd like to introduce you all to my reach. <laughs> you I have to give you one reach every year, and this is my reach. Jalami Woods out of Virginia for the Bengals at 31. Talk this, to me. This is a tight end. They, I feel they have a need at tight end. They do have a need at tight end. They brought in Hayden Hurst from um, Atlanta, who was, was at Baltimore before, who's really kind of underperformed. Yeah. The other people that they have there, you've got Thaddeus Moss. So that's Randy Moss's son. Yes. In yeah, the white, in the, and you've also got Drew Sample. So that's who, a pretty poor he's tight a end. Blocking room. tight end. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> John and John and Paul celebrating there as yeah. we're looking at our draft rankings. Jelani Woods, uh, a discrepancy in overall recommended ranking of ninety-eight positions. Uh, I just I forgot to mention with Daxton Hill that um, his brother is Justice Hill, the NFL running back. And his uh, friend is Faith Hill. Well, I'm glad you've trampled all over this massive Sorry, selection. Do they know Taysom Hill as well? <laughs> I think... Damon Hill. <laughs> Jelani... Jimmy Hill. <laughs> Jelani Woods is a freak of an athlete. He's six foot seven. He can block. He can catch. He's imposing. He did a 4.6, 40. He... Well, I think it was 24 reps in the combine. This is a guy massively impressed in the combine. And... The Bengals have the opportunity to kind of take a punt. This is the punt. For yeah, me. this is true. I, I like this selection. They do need a tight end, and you know, Burrow was it coming into his third season, uh, one season of which he missed almost the entirety of. So two and a bit seasons. Everybody loves a tight end to throw to. I, I don't. I don't hate the pick, um, but <laughs> I'm disappointed it wasn't <laughs> Chigozium Okonuhu, who's uh, going to struggle. That's my favourite name up there still. Um, I reckon that if this isn't offensive line, they 
riot on the streets of Cincinnati because I know, did a lot in the free agency of the defensive line. Still, I think I still think they need more people. Like he got hit a lot, it? a lot, like, yeah. a lot just against the Raiders. Yeah, was it fourteen? Something ridiculous. Didn't he get nine times against the Titans? Nine times. Nine, sacked yeah. nine times. Sacked nine times. Yeah. Like it's it's. I think. I, I see Leo Collins. I think. However, I think. Uh, I still think they need maybe one or two more. Well, you could uh, replace the whole O line on, on that team. But I like what you're doing. And it, and if uh, if Jelani Woods can block uh, in the NFL, then that's I mean, some sort of contribution. He's a massive six foot seven guy, so I'm sure he can block. As opposed to one of them really tiny six foot seven guys. Right, with the final selection. Gary is on the clock. Just because I wanted you to press your uh, well-worked buttons one last time. It's Gary with the Lions. It's uh, back almost where we started as they picked at number two as well. Out of Pittsburgh, quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Yes, Yes, he he can. can. I think this is a good shout, Uh, Gary. Second quarterback off the board. Happy that he can sit behind Jared Goff for a year and learn? Unhappy that I've had to pick him actually. <laughs> um, so like I was, I was gonna take Arnold Ebicatete or something, um, something along those lines, um, and take two edge rushers, which I think would have transformed the Lions as so a defense. Because I think that the opportunity to get a young quarterback at thirty-two, fifth round option, fifth year option. He could be there at 34. Yeah, get me wrong. Say, yeah. <laughs> no, but, then, yeah. but then so could very well be the, the edge rusher. You know? Chris so, makes a good point, though. The first round, he gets the fifth-year option. Fifth-year option. So I think important. you take him, don't you, at 32. And I like it. I really like I think if you're purely playing the sensible game, yeah. this is a very likely pick. This is, you know, unlike my other planned picks where I had a couple of options for every pick through the draft, this one was not on my list, but he was there. So... What yeah. do you do when you've got a first-round talent in, in, in Kenny Pickett? Yes, he can. Um, he is first-round talent, I think. Is he top 10 talent? No. But is he first-round talent? Yes. Why, why not take him when you know you're going to be picking at, like, say, 34 anyway? You're going to get your pick of whatever else you want for any other positions anyway, aren't you? So This is Kyle Trask from the year before, isn't it? You're just taking a quarterback there as an option. Yeah, a little bit. I, I I think he's a bit more than Kyle Trask, but yeah, like I say, for me... Do we you, think only two quarterbacks are seriously going to go in yeah. the first I think round? it's possible. I really think it's we possible. We don't think Ridder will go as well. No. no. I've seen so many, so much talk about Ridder going to Pittsburgh. There's there's a, there's a drafts that have got no quarterbacks yeah. in the first round, and there's drafts that have got four. So, I think the line is two and a half, the better yeah, line. So two, two seems entirely plausible to me. None of them are outstanding prospects. We said last year they could have sat all of those quarterbacks except maybe Trevor Lawrence, who was always going to start, and they'd all have benefited. This year is even more so. You, you'd be struggling to start any of the top six quarterbacks. In fact, you'd be foolish to start them. So, but it doesn't cost you much, does it, to put... Can he pick it behind Goff? And no. See, see and, how and it works And out. a bit like I said with Tannehill, I think Goff's a, a potentially a good tutor. He's and, seen and, a lot. And, and next summer, you know, you can have a proper battle, yeah. can't you? Yeah. Right, Goff. You know, it might push Goff on to be as good as he can be. Right. So. I like it. We're going to uh, round this up with a quick recap. I'd like everybody's favourite pick. John, uh, your favourite pick of the teams that you were GMing for? Who are you most happy that you selected? Uh, good noise, good yeah, noise. It's because nice. I've dumped it on him. There's, there's no one. Uh, uh, 
There's no uh, one. He sees us. There's no one. Stingley for the Giants. So uh, for your team, you'd be you'd be happy with that acquisition, would you? I would. I would love that. Excellent, Jim. Uh, well, firstly, I'd like to congratulate Paul on the 49ers pick of Source Gardner. Um, I thought that was a great pick. Um, Christian Watson to the Packers because because he's your love child. My love child, Gary. Um, as much as I don't like the Patriots, I think um, Devin Lloyd is a really good fit. So. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens in real life. Head ruling heart there. Head ruling heart. That's what that is. Yeah. Like it. You've matured. You're becoming a real boy. Next next time, if I get the pages, I'm just going to ask Paul to do the pick for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Paul, uh, who are you happiest with? You know it's you know it's Jelani Woods. No, no I'm not, not going to say Jelani Woods. If, if the Jets came out of that draft with Kyle Hamilton and Trayvon Walker... Transformed. That would be amazing, and all of a sudden they're catching the Patriots for being the third best team in the AFC East. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I am actually really pleased with the way it went. I don't think there was any really stupid picks. Oh come on! Until <laughs> until we won until Jelani Woods, uh, and you know we've seen bigger reaches before. Will Greer. Um, look, I, oh, I, I you, like the way know. this has worked out. I, I feel it's you know there's. Definitely wide receiver for me. We've been a little bit heavy on, I think. I can't see six going in the first round. But it is a really deep position group. And if people don't know who to take, we've seen the impact that Jefferson, uh, Jamar Chase, what these players can suddenly do with a team. So I think there's enough still good edge rushers and O-linemen where you might see a couple of those wide receivers yeah. just drop into the second round. I think someone could take a punt on David Arjabo. I know yeah, he's, yeah. he's had it, he got injured during the draft process and he could be out for most of this year, but his talent before that injury, he was being predicted as a top 10. So I think someone someone like the Bucks, maybe where it's not as big a need, could, could take a punt on That's him. That's like the Jeffrey Simmons yeah, type one. Absolutely, isn't it? yeah. Quick question then um, before we round this out. Uh, there's a lot of teams that will want to trade back for more picks. Is this going to be a really difficult year to trade back with the lack of yeah. star instant impact talent? I think, you know, some of the trades we've seen, like the Chiefs trade, I think that's a good way where you might see some trades move forward. So the two teams, I think you've got the Steelers could try and trade up if they do want a quarterback. Sure. If they've picked a quarterback they want, then you could see them move forward. And I think it's just going to be those teams. You know, if the Chiefs decide they want one of the top two or three wide yeah. receivers they will move forward to do that and they've got a good position to do it. So um, the Saints, again, if they really want somebody, they've got the draft capital to move up. So I think, I think two or three teams rather yeah. than lots of moving But do, do teams need to move up for quarterbacks? Are they not going to well, be there? I don't think anyone will move up for quarterback. I think it's moving up for those top two or three receivers. I think there's a between the top three, there's probably then a gap to the, the next four. Teams have seen the impact wide yeah. receivers. So I think now. like Chiefs, Saints... Perhaps Eagles, perhaps Packers could all make a move to try and jump ahead of each other. And you know, yeah, Packers should move up and yeah. take a great wide receiver. That's what they should Oi. do. What's wrong with Christian Watson? <laughs> Bad choice. Everyone, uh, everyone confident that just as reflected in our draft, there will be no running back taken in the first round? It's not a rarity. It does happen. But, but like I say, I think I nearly took one for the Bills. I think if anyone's going to take one, that would be yeah. them. Oh, absolutely. I, you saw last year with Najee Harris and Travis Etienne, they were going to be taken by any... They, they were clearly first-round talent. They were described as first-round yes. talent the entire process. Yeah. Brees Hall is the only one who I've seen... Brees Hall's the only yeah. 
definite nailed on first round talent. I think he's really good. I think towards the end of the draft, I, like I say, for me, the Bills, maybe the Texans are going to need a running back. These Over teams the last four, four or five years, we're saying there's only two running backs that have got second contracts. Contract. Yeah. Zeke and McCaffrey. Yeah. With the both are now not as good as they were and are now being paid loads of money and ruining their franchises. Yeah. So. Like teams are just not taking, and the number of running backs is going down each year. Yeah, yeah it's going from like six to four yeah. to two. But you're like, you're seeing teams like the Niners who yeah. have got this plug and play system rather than just the star running back of that. old. You can pick them, but we've said it so many times. You can pick them in the third, fourth round. James Kamara. Connors, Connors, Kamara, Elijah Mitchell last year from the Forty yeah. Niners, like and that Hall of Famer Terrell Davis going, you know, who's undrafted. Yeah, absolutely. Tampa, mate. Be able to have a have a flyer, yeah. Because they've yeah. lost Rojo, they've got um, a bloke who only turns up for the playoffs, <laughs> and know, and no real needs. So why not? If they if any team wants to do Bills, Bucks, but you, you you're relying on teams that are basically sort of there. Ravens could move yeah. back and take a running back at the end of the first round. Yeah, well they do they get a lot of their running back. back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, and they get yeah, all their running didn't work backs last year, did it? No, but they get all their running backs back oh, off of... Yeah. Uh, all the ones that have got fucked knees now. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they've got Gus and J.K. Dobbins, haven't they? Yeah, see, so J.K. Dobbins is going to be a force. Tell you what, I've got a question. After we broke last week from the podcast, you told us you had a three-way... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. three-way, yeah. <laughs> I, left, I left a pause in there on purpose. <laughs> Uh, a three-way trade that you think we should have done. Yeah, and you're going to ask me what it was, and I, I can't remember oh. off the top of my head. It was it was to do with the Lions uh, moving back from two and then having loads of capital later on in the draft and ending up with uh, Jimmy G on their roster. Um, but I, I can't I can't remember who the third team was that was involved. Uh, it basically get, was going to give the, the Niners some capital to move around and free up the Niners' uh, salary cap problem. But I... Can't remember what the third team was that was involved. So, to be honest with you, that's a bit of a, a blank slate for me. Sorry, I did. No, that's all right. I, I, I can't remember. It'll come to me. I'll end up texting you at four in the morning. So, no, it was this. I was just interested because last week you were like, oh, it, it I'm was, not going to mention it because I want to see if you come up with it on your own. So, I thought, now we haven't. I thought I'd ask. To see yeah, what it was. I, I can't remember. I went for a walk with him last night and asked him. <laughs> no, I couldn't remember. John asked me. Uh, no, I, I, I don't recall. It was just something that came to me and I thought, oh, yeah, they could do that, do that. It would help the Niners, help the Lions. And I can't think what the third team was. But it was a bit like um, when the Browns offloaded Brock Osweiler and had to pay, basically get rid of him. It feels a bit like that for the 49ers. If you're going to want to keep Debo, you've got Jimmy G's got to go because where else are you getting this money from that he's going to want? And you can't tell me the wide receiver market isn't paying them because it is. So as much as Jimmy G is not in the anywhere near the uh, Brock Osweiler league, it feels a bit like you're going to be... Jimmy it's going to cost you to lose. We'll pay Debo. It depends how it's structured as well, though, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. Debo's still got a year year left on his contract, so they could just have an ex- have a contract extension, but only really. And it's what Mahomes did for, for the Chiefs. Only have to have the big money kick in after the rookie contract's finished. And if he sits out, he doesn't. He loses, loses a year. Loses his year. He has to you, stay yeah, another year. Yeah, yeah. So, so, like, he doesn't have all the power. No, no, he doesn't. It's just that you don't have any money. Oh, we've got enough. About twenty million. You remember the Chiefs at one point had like $8.40 <laughs> left in cap? <laughs> uh, I do, I do. Right, well, that draws the uh, 2022 edition of the Snap UK podcast NFL Draft to a, a rather 
crashing close. It'll be interesting to see come Thursday night how many of these players, let alone how close we are, but how many of these players actually go in the first round and who we've missed, because we usually miss one player at least. No, it's all right. I took him at 31. (laughs) (laughs) Jelani Woods is your bet. Nailed on for the first round, yeah? Uh, Has anyone got anything else to add before we close the podcast for the night? I'm going to take that. Massive silence is a no. I know Gary and I are desperate to go to bed together and uh and everybody mattress else mattress. <laughs> oh christ i'm looking forward to rolling on that right uh before we go i'd like to thank gary for hosting the boxing at the weekend and barbecuing at 11 o'clock at night in the freezing cold no worries emmental cheese melted onto burgers at 11 o'clock at night is what you need apparently not the next day it was. <laughs> <laughs> um well with that with that in mind thank you and good night